all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Podcast listeners, it has been way too long uh, we, since we've last spoken. Uh, yeah, so, hey man, we're doing the podcast. And I tell you, this is so strange because, like, I've got stuff in my notes to talk about that I swear I've already talked about. I even went back and listened to an old episode because I was so convinced that I had already recorded some of these things that are in the notes but all right so i apologize right now if uh you've heard all of this before um so uh i don't know maybe fast forward i don't know but anyway so normally i have the subject of the podcast i usually save for the end or at least the middle but this time uh there's uh, that we can't do that because um the subject of this episode is this metal band that we're listening to right now. They are Circles of Sin, and uh, they are, uh, the lead singer is uh, somebody that I grew up with. Uh, I think he moved into the neighborhood down the street from me at like age eight or something. And, uh, you know, we've sort of loosely been connected ever since. We, I remember uh, we, our freshman year of high school, we took the uh, radio class together. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, so I only have two songs from them. Uh, so I didn't want to, I couldn't make the whole episode them the musical act. Uh, so I just said, okay, we'll put the two up front because I never know how long I'm going to talk. Anyway, so um, I got an email from not this guy in the band, but another guy on Facebook who said, hey, Circles of Sin is playing at this metal show in Morgan Hill and Queensryche is headlining. And I said, well, those are two things I love. I love Queensryche and... I'll see Troy and his band uh, any time, because uh, the other time I saw him in San Jose, we had a great time. But I have to tell you, the state of metal in California, uh, if not most of the world, is really pathetic. Because going to this metal show, it was very obvious that metal hasn't had any new uh, people that like it and listen to it since like 1992. So everybody who's there, everybody who's performing is all, um, you know, easily 40. And most of them, I mean, I, I was the kid at this thing. I mean, obviously the old people did bring their kids, but... Um, I felt like I was the kid at the show because everybody was so much older than me. And not just old, but like a real rough lifestyle old. Like, just, yeah, too much sun, too much drinking, too much smoking. Just a rough, too many tattoos that did not age well. 
Um, the, the show, I mean, Circle of Sin was great, um, but uh, the whole organization of the show was ridiculous because it was... In Morgan Hill, I, you know, for those of you who have never been to Morgan Hill, it's it's a uh, it was kind of a farming town for, and I think it kind of still is, but it's evolved since then, and it's you know it's a nice sleepy little bedroom community, and uh, you know a lot of the buildings there are very new, and and they were holding this in downtown Morgan Hill. Uh, like community center amphitheater that's what they called it but it's as much as an amphitheater as you know any library that you've ever been to that has a little performance stage out back I mean it was essentially that it was just like uh, it was like going into a rec center or a library or something and we walked in there and um, it was it's ridiculous because it's it's metal should be in like a dirty club or something it shouldn't be in um a uh you know library or something and they had they had two stages going one in this ballroom and another in the outdoor amphitheater and i felt really bad for the bands who were playing in the indoor setting because it's, you know, it's like, look, this is a place where you have a kid's bar mitzvah, right? Like, it's not the place where you have metal. And, and, and you know, an outdoor festival is fine, but it's just weird to have it in this town. And... It's, it was so poorly managed. And, and why they needed to have, like, eight bands that day makes no sense. It's like, look, have four bands, have one stage, it'll be fine. Nobody, I mean, the only people who are, are going to see this are friends and family. That's it. You're not getting big-name bands. You're getting nine bands, no, or eight or seven bands no one's heard of. And then Queensryche, right? Like, so people like me will come. You should have just had four bands, one of them being Queensryche. And the craziest thing is, it's not even Queensryche. But hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. So this thing was so poorly managed because um, you would... So they sold tickets for seats and general admission. Now, the idea is this is sort of like Shoreline Amphitheater, right? Like, if you are general admission, you're way, way back on the lawn. And if you bought seats, then you have seats, and then you can stand up and then maybe go into the mosh pit or something like that or or get closer to the stage. But there was nobody checking tickets. There was nobody taking tickets. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, there were people taking tickets, but there was nobody, like stopping you from just going up to the stage. So when the, when the time came for the show, it was just, um, you know, it was just everybody up front. And then this guy comes out and he's like, hey man, this isn't cool. You guys are all up front. I know you didn't all pay for it. People paid for these seats. You guys got to go back to the lawn. Nobody moved. No, nope, nobody moved. And then like, 
I think he said something like, hey man, like Queensryche's not gonna come out until like, um, you know, you, you guys back up. Nobody backed up. Because they would have had to go through and verify everybody's ticket. But of course they weren't set up for that. And, and so they're just like, they're, they just couldn't do anything. So I think, I think what they finally did is they just had people like take a step back from the stage and that was it. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I hope, like, look, I had fun. It was a great day, but I hope whoever put that day together got fired because it's such a shit show. And they clearly had no concept of what they were doing. So, Queensryche shows up, and now what I learn from John, another person who lived down the street from me, is that Queensryche um, had a split with their singer, and the singer, um, <laughs> he continued to tour as Queensryche, and they continued to tour as Queensryche, and they both put out albums. And it was just like nobody knew what anybody was or what was going on. And so they finally reached a, a legal agreement that said, through August is the last time you can call yourself Queensryche. Jeff Tate, Jeff Tate, lead singer. August is the last month you can call yourself Queensryche. This is still Circles of Sin, by the way. Um, anyway, so Jeff Tate gets the great idea of Queensryche's farewell concert. Well, farewell for him, because he can't use the name anymore, but not farewell for the rest of the band, because they're going to keep touring as Queensryche, and not even farewell for Jeff Tate, because he's going to keep touring, but he won't be touring as Queensryche. He'll be touring as... Operation Mindcrime or uh, Jeff Tate Experience or whatever it's going to be. Who knows? And speaking of Queensryche and Operation Mindcrime, here is uh, my favorite song off the album. This is Speak. So the other weird thing about, about, you know, being at an event of, you know, 50-year-olds, because that's most of the people there, is that everybody seemed, like, the audience seemed to get it, right? The audience was like, okay, you know, we all had long hair in high school, it's fine, it's over, we're old, we're going to cut our hair, just, just get over it. But the bands... All, everybody in the bands still either had long hair or were completely bald and just like, you know, shaved their heads. But there were a lot of people in bands that were like, no, man, we're still rock and roll. And it's like, guys, Metallica, a, a band that is the persona of rock, all cut their hair. You look like a jackass. Just Stop it. That doesn't, it doesn't affect your musical ability. It doesn't make you who you are. It's just a badge, right? So just stop it. Uh. 
Anyway, um, that's pretty much it for Metal Day. It was really nice uh, seeing uh, everybody from high school because I worked at a, a heavy, uh, uh, my high school had a heavy metal radio station. And so basically everybody who worked there, who still kind of lived in the area, came out to this. People I hadn't seen in years showed up to this thing. And it was, uh, it was a really fun time. It was like a little mini uh, rock and roll high school reunion. Rock and roll high school, that is. Okay, so um, I, I think I've solved the answer uh, with uh, where all of those stories went that I couldn't. Re- I thought I had told, but I didn't. Couldn't find. I have an unpublished podcast that's just sitting around. So that one's gonna go up first. Then we'll do uh, this one. So anyway, oh, so the other thing. Oh, okay. So uh, the other another thing that happened was. Um, for those of you who know, we have a dog, and this dog is a bit of a spaz and does not get along well with small dogs. And this is a huge problem because everybody with a normal-sized dog is a responsible dog owner, and the people with the little dogs aren't. They're just like, it's my baby. Oh, it won't hurt anybody. Whatever. It's like, no, you don't understand. And and I've and I've talked about this before. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to rehash it. But all those little dogs are hyper aggressive. They just r- r- charge you from like across the street. So, uh, and without getting into the details, we had an incident, and um, this uh, there were vet bills um, that. Uh, I don't think we will have to pay because uh, I there's it was his fault. I mean, if the jackass had just restrained his dog in some way, you know, put it in a crate, leashed it, just done anything, there wouldn't have been any problems. And that's what you have to do when you've got a dog. It doesn't matter what size it is. Dogs are dogs. And especially if you know that your dog is aggressive, uh... You know, you, you really... It, it, it's on you, man. Oh, this is the Melvins. Uh, I know we've played the Melvins on here before. Uh, but look, I thought we were doing a metal-themed thing, so I thought this would be fun to, uh, to bring them out again. So, um, I listened to the podcast, Who Charted? And uh, one of the hosts of that is Howard Kramer, who doesn't really appear to enjoy movies at all, but he has a game, game, quote unquote, game that he plays called Jaws is Better. And, um, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I totally dropped off the bit about the dog. Anyway, so um, I I took, I, I just decided enough of this. Uh, taking my dog a walk around the neighborhood is insanely stressful. And I just was like, I'm tired of being on pins and needles the entire time we're out, whether it's a neighbor who's going to yell at me because my dog's shitting on her lawn or, or a little dog that comes charging up or just whatever. I'm just tired of it. So I, we have a uh, industrial park office complex kind of behind our little housing complex. So I said, great. So I take the dog, load her in the car, 
drive out there. You know, it's like two blocks away. And right as we're about to cross into the complex, I see a woman with her dog, and it is the littlest dog you've ever seen in your life. And it's off leash, and she probably had the same idea I did, which was, oh, well, I'll just put it off leash, it'll be fine, there's nobody out here, who cares? But I just was just glaring at her. She probably was wondering what I was thinking, because I sat at that stop sign for like a solid minute, just cursing her out, because You know, this was my idea, right? Like, I was going to take my dog someplace where I didn't have to worry about anybody or anything or anybody else's dog. And I was just like, you motherfucker, you did the exact, you could not have been more the person I wanted to avoid. Unless you had like a handgun. I I can't even imagine what that would have been. Here's a little, uh, the band Tool with their big hit, Sober. Uh, We saw them open for uh, Henry Rollins in, like, 93, when they still had, uh, before they even had the full album out, and they were amazing. People were just like, who are these guys? Math rock. A little less metal, but still very cool. I'm really proud of myself for hitting the post right there. It's the old uh, radio DJ term, hitting the post. It means it means stop talking right before the the person starts singing. So, oh, okay. So, right. So, getting back to Howard Kramer, he plays this game called Jaws is Better, and it just makes me wonder why he even cares about any movie but okay so he really loves the movie Jaws so I had never seen Jaws and I had heard a couple of other people kind of recently talk about the movie and one person said I can't remember who it was but they were like oh you know the movie's really about the relationship between the three main characters it's not really about you know hunting a shark And because, you know, one of the reasons why I had never seen Jaws is because it came out in, like, 75, I want to say. And obviously I was too young to see that. By the way, this is a PG-rated movie. Can you believe that? Like, with all the blood and all the, uh, well, there's only one, uh, one naked chick in the movie, which is disappointing. I was, you know, there should have been more. She looks very good naked, by the way. So, um, you know, if you want to... Um, jerk it, uh, just watch some porn because there's really, it's not long enough to, you know, it's not 1975 anymore. We have options. Anyway, so I said, okay, well, I'm going to watch this thing because I've never seen it. So, well, I'll just, well, I'm going to just uh, jump to the end here. This is not a good movie. I do not understand why people love it. It was good at the time and it's, you know, Spielberg. It's a Spielberg movie. Uh, and as you recall, when I reviewed uh, E.T., it has a lot of the same problems that E.T. has. You know, if you watch Jaws with the sound off, it's probably a good movie. But, I mean, oh, and I'm, I'm sorry, you have to have the soundtrack going, because the soundtrack is John Williams, and for the most part, pretty good. But, okay, so... Here's the premise of Jaws. Amity is this small, 
um, uh, beach town where, you know, they get no business, you know, nine months out of the year. And then those three summer months is, you know, that's when they make all their dough and that's how they can survive, you know, all the little towns and all the shops and everything. I will only complicate you. Trust in me and follow as well. I will find a sentence. So, oh, hang on a second. We got to wait for the big build up. This is re- this is the one of the best parts of the song. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Oh, it's so good. Love that kick in. And I love that little squeal of the guitar. Oh, it's so great. Anyway, so the premise of Jaws is uh, there is um, uh, okay. So the so the town only makes they make all their money in three months. So a woman, they're having a drunken bonfire beach party, and this woman rips all her clothes off, runs down the beach, and dives into the water. Okay, and of course she gets eaten by Jaws. And that's, you know, the first five minutes of the movie. So then they find her and they're like, the you know, the, the town is kind of like, hey, uh, you know, uh, we don't, you know, we'd kind of like to not frighten all our tourists and just be cool and just pretend like it was a boat accident, maybe? Because we don't really know, like nobody saw her get eaten by a shark. And so Roy Scheider, who plays the town sheriff, is like, uh... Yeah, okay. Oh, here's The Trooper by uh, Iron Maiden. Off the Peace of Mind album. Anyway, uh, so, you know, Roy Scheider's real nervous because, uh, you know, he could close the beach. He's gonna, you know, he that was an option to close the beach, keep everybody off the beach. Not, you know, not going to let people in. So, um, so... Everybody's on the beach frolicking around, playing in the ocean and everything. And then sure enough, the shark comes up and eats a kid who's on an inflatable raft. You know, everybody witnesses it. Everybody sees it. And still, the townsfolk are like, hey man, you can't close the beach. You know, we need those dollars. And it's like, okay, hold on a second. I understand that big corporations do shitty things in the name of money all the time, but come on, these are small business owners who all witnessed a a boy get eaten. I mean, that's insane. Like, no, I don't care how cold-hearted you are. I mean, come on. And then um, the, the grieving mother posts on a bulletin board in City Hall $3,000 reward for anybody who can bring me the head of the, of the shark. So they have this town council meeting and um, Roy Scheider says, uh, well, we need to close the beach. Oh, no, no, no. The, the meeting starts with the mayor saying like, well, I want to know, is that $3,000 going to be cash or check? And everybody laughs. And I'm like, are you fucking insane you got you what you all were there you were all on the beach and you saw that boy get murdered and i'm just like just it's just such an insane premise so then 
it, it keeps going. And so then they they got every boat in the harbor, you know, guys with guns and all this stuff, just, you know, looking to kill this shark. And then the mayor steps out on the beach and he's like, why isn't anybody in the water? Everybody's just hanging out on the beach. Every, people should be in the water. Why aren't they in the water? It's, you know, it's safe. Look, there are boats here. The guys with guns. Why aren't they in the water? Who the fuck cares if they're in the water? They don't need to be in the water. They're still getting your dollars. Isn't that the only thing you care about, Mr. Mayor? So then, um, of course, oh, oh, and then the mayor goes over to a guy. I think he's somebody who works on the town council or something. And he's like, hey, um, do me a favor and uh, have you and your family uh, go in the water. And so, the you know, this, this guy, this you know, guy in his fifties takes his three kids and 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 his par- you know his scared to death wife and rightly so scared to death, and then they walk into the water, and everybody everybody on the beach is like, whoa, if that fucking fat idiot is doing it, let's all go. And it's like, are you insane? Look, people saw this movie and were afraid to go in the water. Like, can you imagine witnessing a boy getting eaten or even being told that? Uh, the day before a boy was eaten and just being like, let's go in the water. I mean, I guarantee you nobody is going in the water after they hear about this. And I don't care. It's like, oh, that dummy is going in there. Oh, okay. Well, good. Uh, happy death, dude. So then, during, uh, during, uh, now I'm jumping around the movie a bit, but during that town council meeting, there is, um, they do this ridiculous thing where, like, everybody's, like, sort of crowding around in this little tiny room. By the way, I have no idea who this is. I found this on a KTEL Mixmaster CD called Masters of Metal, and I just, like, uh, I think this is called Surfing, Surfing Nicaragua. I think it's by Armored Saint. Eh, look, man, I like a theme, so let's go. So they're in the town council meeting, and everybody's sort of like, rah, 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 bicker, bicker, bicker. And then from the back, you just hear, I can get the shark. And then they, the, the crowd parts, and, and, and I realized what Tropic Thunder did was they took this scene, and this is how they introduced... Nick Nolte, except they did it like a thousand times better. You know, in, in, in Tropic Thunder, it's, you know, pools of light coming through Venetian blinds, uh, you know, and it's all bathed in the smoky haze, where, you know, this room is like overlit, there are no shadows at all, it's all very bright, and basically what happens is, is this guy, Quint, uh, offers the town, uh, to go and catch the shark by himself uh, for $10,000. Okay, all right, yeah, fair price. I mean, this guy is a professional shark hunter. You go to his house and there's just nothing but shark jaws everywhere. And um, so then at this point in the movie, we have Quint, Chief of Police Roy Scheider, and Richard Dreyfus, who plays some sort of... Uh, uh, biologist, marine biologist, and he specializes in sharks. 
and and you know he has examined the dead girl because surprise and surprise the shark didn't eat the entire dead girl which makes no sense because sharks eat fucking everything it's not like they just chomp you in half and be like all right see you later uh and then oh my god and then they 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 they, uh, they so they so the three of these dudes have agreed that they're going to get on this boat and go find this shark and it's insane because first of all the they Richard Dreyfus has a good idea how big this great white shark is but so so they the boat is obviously way too small they don't have any equipment at all that is devised for killing a shark this size I, I, I mean the only thing he does is uh, the Quint brings a rod and reel with like some really thick uh, uh, rope on it you know instead of the little thin fishing wire it's real thick fishing wire and it's like are you insane you're gonna try to haul a great white into your boat and the, and the whole thing makes no sense at all like everything is like did you have any kind of plan at all to, to anything? This is the thing, right? Like, movies have to make sense. If you're going to talk about how much you love this movie, it better, it better hold together plot-wise. So, uh, conversely speaking, I just saw uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, and I really, really liked it. Um, it's uh, it's uh, it's good. It's got like really great set pieces where things happen, and it's just it's you know I would say it's my second favorite comic book movie of all time. So. I don't understand how, why everybody said they love Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is fun and largely forgettable. You know, there aren't, I can't really, it, there's only one scene in the Guardians of the Galaxy where I'm like, oh, you remember this scene? That was so much fun. Whereas Captain America, there's lots of cool shit in that. Oh yeah, can't, can't finish Metal Day without a little Metallica. So this is Sad But True off the Black Album. There you go. I had to wait till the, I had to wait till it kicked in. All right. Oh, so, um, just a, a quick update to uh, the pot story I told in the Banked podcast. Uh, so I went back there because um, Miriam had done something with my vaporizer pen, and uh, I couldn't find it. So I, I didn't want to go up to Miriam and be like, hey, where's my vaporizer pen? Because I got to go get high. You know, I just was like, I don't want to have that conversation. I just would much rather just go buy another. I'd much rather. This is how much I don't want to have this conversation. I would much rather drive again to San Jose for no reason. And uh, I mean, not no reason, a reason, but go back there, even though I didn't need any stuff. 
And so I I did it and I paid my what $85 or whatever. But when I was there, it was really weird. So, you know, last time I told the story about the woman with the dead cat, she or maybe a dead cat. She was not there. And there were two other dudes I'd never seen there before there. And I, I go in and I, you know, show my ID and everything. And I get in and I was like asking him about the vaporizer pen and about, you know, different models and all this stuff. And the guy is talking to me like I'm a criminal or something or like like I'm like I'm Johnny Law or something. And and I was just like, I do not understand. Like, again, I don't want to like challenge him on it. I don't want to call him out on it because maybe something is weird going on. So I, I, but it is weird. Like I, you know, this is like the last place I would expect to be interrogated. You know, it's like I got my proof of, of weed cardness. You know, I came in here. I, I, I mean. I followed your fucking rules, jackass. Now stop treating me like I'm public enemy number one. Ah, public enemy. Anyway, um, so uh, they, I, when I was leaving, I asked him about, oh, I can't remember what it was. I asked the other guy on the way out something about vaporizer pens or something like that. And... Um, I guess something about the policy about vaporizer pens or something had changed and maybe they weren't even supposed to be selling them. I don't know. I don't understand. Oh, I remember. I got this backwards. That's right. I cause because the dead cat ladies bummed me out so much, I I went to a different place looking for a vaporizer pen. And um the guy was like, oh no, we don't have them, we can't get them, maybe this other place has them, and I was like, and then then I went back to the first place, and that's when they gave me the third degree. But I'm just like, you know what, fuck you guys, I'm never coming here again. Uh, I know they're so broken up over it too, but geez, man, you, I mean, either one or the other, either don't take my money and say like, sorry dude, we can't sell them to you, or sell it to me, and just, I mean, look at me. Do I look like a cop to you? I mean, is this, is this, what am I part of 21 Jump Street now? It's like, come on, leave me alone. Just fucking sell it to me or not. So on the adoption front, uh, we head out, uh, I think it's next week, uh, to go to trial in Pennsylvania and see if we're gonna be foster parents. And then if we are foster parents, then we'll go down this road of adopting. So we'll see. Um, so either I'll be doing another podcast uh, very soon uh, where I talk about that whole incident, or I won't because I have to be a parent now. A parent, I'm a parent. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's the better outcome, you know, because if, if we don't come home with her, then it just means it gets delayed to like November or something. So, all right, well, we'll play out the last five seconds of this song and just say, from me. <laughs>
from the music of Bright Brown. Get your metal on, everybody. Put on your spandex and let your hair frizz out. And let's do this one more time. Till then! Yeah, 